Okay. Are we partying yet? We are partying we are again. Partying. Welcome to another episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Mike, take it away. All right, guys. Thanks for being here on social media. Uh, today on the Nissan Nerd Podcast, we are going to go and give you an update on the ongoing Carlos Gozen saga. Uh, we're also going to talk about crazy promotions at Nissan dealerships. And later, we're going to talk. We're going to take a deep dive into automotive maintenance as part of our back alley chat. My name is Mike Delashman. <laughs> My name is Mike Delashman, and uh, if you like things done quick and dirty, then you should meet my friend and co-host Miles Hall on the What's Nissan up, Nerd Podcast. And Let's do this. Coming up. <laughs> we got another one that we're doing here tonight, man. How do you feel? How you feeling, baby? I feel... I feel pretty good, man. It's uh, I'm always looking forward to these things. It's a lot of fun. My week's going pretty well, so I'm happy about that. So you look good. You look sexy. You look like you're you've been working out a little bit. I know for a fact. <laughs> you're out, so do you really? Well, I I try. I mean, I've got some weights here at the house. I don't know. You got you got a shake weight going? <laughs> Actually, I wore that one out. I, I broke it and like. I can't. Aside from uh, going to Goodwill, I can't find another one. So, <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, I was going to compliment. I know you've been working out a lot. Um, you know, I actually want to share something with everybody that uh, that I found. Um, you know, I mean, I think you're doing a lot of uh, really good. Um... Sorry about that. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, where you at? Let's see here. Oh, I don't know. Where are you at? Let's go. Let's play this game. You show me yours, I'll show you mine. <laughs> well, I got to show you my buff skills. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I think you do. So I had some free time uh, the other night, and I was like playing around with a, a few apps. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you want to show that to anybody. Uh, I, I think you're the one who has control of it. but uh, let's, oh, I have let's control? See. I think you do. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you have been working out, man. Come I have been. Things, don't, don't let the sweater fool you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't wearing much as far as the sweater. <laughs> I had a little time last night. I figured I'd throw a little something together for you. I knew you were having a bad week. I figured I'd cheer you up a little bit. So, yeah. I'll tell you this. Of all the things that you could have done, I'm almost – I'm almost – uh um. Uh, I'm almost flattered the fact that you put a buff bod. I'll take what I can get, dude. If, if I look like that, I, I I don't care. I dance too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to say I'm glad you're having a good week. Oh. Episode, and let's go ahead and start getting right into it. Um, let me see here. Now, I guess you had a Memorial Day weekend. Tell me about that. What happened? So this last weekend was pretty good. I the big thing for me was um, I finally got my uh, motorcycle uh, 
repaired. And so now it's uh, one step closer to being street legal. And um, it's uh, it had been about six weeks since the last time I drove or rode. You can't say drive. You, can, you don't drive a bike. You ride a motorcycle. Like you that. ride a bike. Yeah, you yeah. ride. So it's been about six weeks since uh, uh, I, I've ridden. So that was my uh, my highlight of the weekend of Memorial Day weekend. You know, I spent, you know, obviously three days off uh, driving around. I'm riding dirty still. Got the plates uh, on the way. But, uh, nah, it's, it's it's what I do. So you you realize, oh, this is a car program. I'm not yes. going to hold you to it. But, yes, I'm still proud of you for learning a uh, skill. I hope you don't kill yourself. So Still much to learn you have. <laughs> that a Yoda clip? That was a Yoda little uh, little tidbit I threw out there. So, ah, so not, in addition to your Photoshop skills, you've been brushing up on your uh, soundboard skills. It sounds like yes, yes, yeah. So, uh, you know, so I, I again going back to your bike. I'm glad you're finding a new hobby. Maybe one of these days I'll be brave enough to get back on a motorcycle, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll go from there. But yeah, kudos yeah, to you, man, on your uh, on your bike purchase. Yeah, I mean, sweet jumps. <laughs> i knew you were going to talk about your bike because you've been infatuated lately so i'm like all right i'm gonna prep mm-hmm. him i'm gonna get him all set up so some we'll sweet jumps yeah i've uh do, do speed bumps count you can actually get some air off of speed bumpy i ain't gonna lie uh, yeah you're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> All right, we didn't. People didn't tune in to hear my audio clips. Let's ah. see what going on. Well, let me see. Me? Let me see here. What yeah, did let's I get talk going? about you. you. Now, you also obviously you had three days off. I think you may have had more time for as much uh, computer skills that you've been brushing up on. What did What did you do this last uh, Memorial <laughs> um, Day weekend? Took my Nissan or my Nismo uh, Frontier up to uh, Marfa, Texas, highest elevation that you can get in Texas, which is not saying much. So we'll call it a mini <laughs> mountain. So I uh, took it up to Marfa, which is the where all the New Yorkers go uh, fly into to become Texans for the weekend. So, yeah, a lot of uh, it's supposed to be art and stuff out there, but there ain't much out there. Low cell service. But there's a, a couple like mountain passes that you can go that run along the Mexican border. So I uh, through the family in the uh, in Marfa. In the frontier, we uh, drove up there to uh, the middle of uh, uh, Marfa and just kind of took a weekend, just went a little off-roading adventure, stayed in a hotel out there. Man, it's just, it's a weird place. Like, it, I won't give yeah. you too much history on it, but a, a, a really big art guy went out there years ago from New York. Mm-hmm. Bought at the city for like five bucks in 1970-something. <laughs> and uh, you go now, and it's like all these like new I, – I, I don't want to talk too much trash, but I'm just saying it's like a lot of young kids go there with yeah. with a, a freshly um, – a, a brand-new printed paper diploma from art college, and they just <laughs> have the that – you know, some type of poster with glitter on top of it, it's going to sell for like $40,000. It's just, it's insane. It's like, every time I go there, it's like, it's constant flip and constant turnover on yeah. like 
brick and mortar there. But um, one thing I do say about it, I mean, the ambiance, the atmosphere is really quiet, just relaxing. Um, but if anybody gets a chance to go up there and uh, make that run, I would say do that. City's pretty cool for chilling out for about a day. Overpriced food. Because <laughs> it's literally in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, you know, the sightings um, that kind of happen out there. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of folk. But anyway, uh, okay. needless to say, uh, I did that and uh, ran along the Mexican border for a little while and uh, had a good time with that. So it was pretty fun. But you boys like Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say, man, that's a nice little drive, and especially for the truck, you know, you're you're that's pretty deep West Texas. I mean, uh, yeah, you're you are you are definitely close to Mexico. I mean, what are you, you're literally one one gas station away from uh from Mexico. Yeah, you're right the there, West. man. I mean, Big Bend. If you ever get a chance for any of those, for any of our uh, off roaders or Outlander folks, and with mm. the Xterras, the Frontiers, the Nismos, and even the old Pathfinders, I mean, that is a route. Get your ass down to Big Ben uh, and take the drive. It literally, the scenery changes like two or three times. It's fun to get out there, just sleep under the stars. Couldn't uh, recommend it more. Maybe we'll put together some kind of Nissan drive out there, maybe to Marfa, Texas, one of these days, just so people can experience it. But I don't that know. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, you are. You seem to be the connoisseur of uh, everything Marfa now. So. Bad, bad small Texas towns. Yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> so I'm your man. Yeah, you're so. the man. I am uh, amazed. But uh, we got a lot of news to cover today, uh, unless you got something else. Uh, I do want to definitely acknowledge those of you that are on social media right now. We are streaming live through Facebook, and uh, we've got a few comments here from uh, those that are watching. Uh, we've got one I'll share uh, from Caleb says, Marfa is the new hip spot. And Caleb, with a, with a beard like that coming in all salt and pepper, he is starting to come very hip. So he knows hip. And he knows uh, my, hip. My, my friend Caleb is uh, is the man with hip now. So, yes. Oh, he, yeah. That is confirmed. So. Ion says, did you see any of the lights? Uh, maybe UFOs, something like that. It's out west Texas. Yeah, you You're know, getting close to New Mexico at that point. It's all a bunch of people staring up in the sky, and then I just kind of thought to myself, and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna be standing up looking at the lights for four hours while I was like, I got other stuff to do. I got heels to jump. <laughs> Sweet jumps. All right, all right. Sweet jumps. Oh yeah. I sh man, I should have that ready. Ah, that's all good. That's all good. <laughs> well, tell you what, man. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. But before we do, of course, we like to do something. Which, uh, if you've got something in front of you, Miles, I'll uh, I'll lead the the salute. Uh, this episode, uh, for those in the Nissan family that we wish you good health, and uh, for the ones that we've uh, loved and lost along the way, maybe, maybe, may we be reminded of them often. So, uh, kanpai. Oh, clink. Mm. They all have two beers tonight. Bird can't fly just on one wing. So let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, man. So uh, we're getting into news. I think yeah, so we got we got yeah. a little bit of news uh, that I wanted to kind of talk about here. You and I haven't really we stayed off that whole Goshen story for a while. I don't think we've even touched it in about three or four months. Because quite honestly, it's it's 
it's already caused enough damage and we definitely don't want to promote that what's going on, but you know, we do what yeah. I have to give a little bit of news and an update on what's happening. Um, yeah. but some serious news has kind of come along the way. I mean, this, um, this Goshen, uh, story has been coming around for a while now. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention was there's been a, uh, some updates with it actually. So in recent news, um, for those that don't know, um, it, and obviously it's pretty impossible not to follow, uh, Gosen did get a little bit in trouble. Apparently there, there's two sides of the story that we're still, that are still currently unfolding at this time. But um, I think it was, uh, I'm going to go and give you a little bit of a history lesson. Very, very brief. But in November of 2018, um, in Tokyo, um, it started with Gozen being arrested as he was arriving into Tokyo and uh, put on trial in Japan. Um, he was, uh, from what I remember here, released on bond. And then from there escaped in a, um, what are we going to call this? A musical chest piece yeah. of equipment. Yeah. yeah so that's about right. And currently where he uh, has escaped with the help of two, unfortunately, two American individuals um, and then made his way into Lebanon where there is no extradition for Japan. So uh, and, and then from there, he got lawyered up and and then it's just been waiting these these trials that were coming um the first of many which this is going to be unfortunately a long battle um has uh, actually finally uh, completed um this one was um on thursday the goshen um uh defense uh they suffered a setback on their side um but they were forced yeah. to repay five million euros at 6.1 million dollars in wages um back to nissan mitsubishi um for those that don't know nissan mitsubishi and renault uh, have what is known as some people are calling it the alliance um so yeah. There was the rumors are that Gozen stated that he was being ousted uh, after this uh, alliance was taken into account and uh, or, or merged together. And then he was ousted. And then there was another situation uh, where they're saying that money was stolen. It's getting very he said, she said at this point, it's getting very um uh, a lot of mudslinging, and it's not going to yep. be pretty. Unfortunately, I think this thing is going to go on for a, a lot longer. Um, now, the the real uh, tragedy in all this is the amount of suffering that's kind of happened on a financial level with Nissan, even Mitsubishi and Renault. All three companies have taken a mm -hmm. really bad financial hit. And then uh, this was precursor to COVID. So it hasn't been the greatest of, of experiences um for the uh, for all the parties involved um but currently right now um, nissan is at least getting awarded on paper with a payback of six million dollars uh back from gozen but the losses that nissan and the other companies have suffered it to this point are way way more vast than that so <laughs> it's so uh, yeah they get some some money back in their pocket it seems like uh, i mean uh six million dollars i mean for guys like us, that's that's definitely a, a, a great amount. I know for business-wise, hey, I mean every little bit helps. I, I mean, I, I I think um, what what I really what really got me about this article was that uh, this this uh, verdict was the result of a case that was started by Gozen. Gozen and was the first person to go after Nissan regarding correct. this uh, this this claim that he had. System. Yeah, correct. So. And then the judges come back and they say, you know what, you're actually wrong. And uh, so, <laughs> like, congratulations, you played yourself, you know. So. Yeah, and it, and it could be, 
you know, the problem that comes in with this is when you that you could start seeing a precedent set. So next thing you know, there could be, you know, uh, punitive damages, uh, which are unmeasurable at this point. Um, I'm assuming some parties are, I would assume he would declare bankruptcy at that point to protect assets and then mm -hmm. go from there. I'm not going to get into too much legal action because this has been so crazy. It's hard to fall, hard to figure out which way is going to go, um, which way uh, the coin's going to land. But, uh, yeah. you know, kind of getting back to it, it's an unfortunate uh, series of events. But one thing that I did want to mention, I've mentioned this once or twice, is that with Nissan, um, in this position pre-COVID, it actually kind of put them uh, against the wall to make these changes, make these cost cutbacks um, that would put them in a, a better financial position when this all panned out. Yeah. Um, I was actually reading, uh, I was actually um, on the one hour um, fiscal call for the end of the quarter with Nissan. Mm -hmm. um, I was watching it basically when it was happening in Japan and um, the CEO was talking about um, how they're doing as a company. They actually showed it. Uh, a lot of people think that Nissan wasn't doing that great, not selling a lot of cars, but they showed an 18% growth uh, over the last quarter. Yeah. Um, and with everything. And I think, I think they're being very smart and they're playing their cards very close. Because you and I both know that we're going to start seeing a lot of new models come out, a lot of uh, a lot of new uh, innovations that are starting to slowly trickle out, like the ProPilot program. Yep. I mean, there's there's stuff that's coming out. I think it's just, it, you know, they have to kind of watch the dollars a little bit, maybe for the next few years, as most companies are right now. Um, there was they were also talking about the um, uh, the was it the semiconductor shortage that they had. Um, yeah. and they were talking about like how it. It affected. It really affected the auto 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 manufacturer uh, demographic or the the market. But they were saying it vastly um, um, interrupted the other um, industries that are sharing those semiconductors in their own products. Um, so oh, not yeah. only were they showing um, uh, a delivery uh, failure, there these other companies were too as well. But they they talked about their delivery system within a certain span was like fifty or something delivery units, and then it got ramped up to five thousand. And the company that um, also suffered a tragedy, I think they had a fire or something, and they were like the main distributor for the semiconductors um, in the world. Um, they actually um, jumped back on target. So now they're saying that that uh, that that shortage should be um, should be taken care of pretty quickly. So yeah, very very nice, man. Yeah, you, you're right though, man. If it's not one thing, it's another. You said it started with Gozen, it seemed, and then COVID hit, and then now as a result of COVID, numerous things, uh, materials are being shorted, which is causing another crisis for uh, having these constraints and materials. You know, it's really difficult to to pump. Uh, vehicles out the at the factory doors without these materials but uh i think uh i mean i i think nissan's been doing pretty well i mean just like you said uh not only have they not only are they uh releasing these new models and, and new features but they already have too i mean the last uh, two years has been uh nissan releasing number of models i mean they just did a refresh on uh what is it the uh the uh, the Titan, and then you also have the the Pathfinder and Frontier also getting not only uh, from a uh, exterior perspective, you know, a, a, re a refresh, but also new drivetrains and, and updated drivetrains. And I, I mean, of course, we can't forget about the Z too. So, I mean, despite all the uh, the hardships that have come within the last year and a half, I, I think they're they're still doing pretty well. 
Yeah. So, a little sad news for old Goshen. Yeah. Dig in your wallet, baby. Six point one. Do it. So Woo. that's the news that I've got here today. Anything that you want to cover today? I do want to make up. Uh, make up. I have an article for you, Wells. And uh, let me set up my screen here. Um, let's see. What we got. All right. So uh, for what I want to talk about was actually something I found on Car and Driver. Uh, was it just last week? Uh, there is a Nissan dealership that is offering 99 cent leases on the Nissan Leaf EV. And uh, now, of course, this comes with the purchase. If you buy a Titan, you get this deal, 99 cents lease. Too sweet of a deal. There's going to be something. What's going on? Well, right. Well, well, check us out. It does. And I agree. I mean, we'll get into that in a second here, too. But it's a lease. So you're not just getting a car. It's a, it's a two year, uh, 10,000 mile per year lease. Uh, they're saying here that um, there are minus fees. Um, let's say here, uh, Hart Nissan in Springfield, Virginia is offering buyers of a 2020 or 2021 Titan this two-year lease of the Nissan Leaf, uh, 99 cents with no fees, and there are also no monthly fees either. So it sounds pretty nice. I mean, uh, of course, trucks in general are gas. You know, they consume some of the most gas of all vehicles. So, to to get a uh, little uh, sidecar that's all electric, it kind of balances your average, kind of gives you some peace at the at the gas pump. So that sounds kind of nice. Uh, now, I think we I think we all know that these these types of promotions are sort of like, would you say that they're gimmicky, Miles, or uh, are they a big deal? Um, I well, I like yeah. Got it right. Any advertising is uh, um, any any um, <laughs> uh, you know. There's no bad advertising, I suppose. Um, I mean, we, here we are. We're talking about it. It's got to have yeah. show some type of increase. It obviously put them on the map for something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was really trying to figure out why were they doing this. Now this dealership again is near Washington D.C. area. So if you are in the Washington D.C. area, guys, and you're looking for a deal, granted. You're gonna to have to pony up and get a a new Titan, but I mean, hey, the, the deal behind a if you were looking for one anyway, might as well have some fun with the Leaf uh, for ninety nine cents. <laughs> so yeah, what was that? Shut up and take my money. <laughs> well, there's gonna be somebody there showing up, so yeah. there was a deal. I, I from what I saw from it though, it reminded me of two things. One is just this is not the first time any Nissan dealership has done something like this. Wasn't there? And I'm not sure if you remember this. And for those of you that are online, maybe you'll remember this too. Wasn't there a a, a deal similar to this with the Nissan Rogue? Because the Rogue is one of the biggest breadwinners of the Nissan, uh, you know, That's annual reports. Come on now. That's the flagship car. Everybody knows that. As they yeah, yeah. Any other model. So, but I, no, was... I don't recall anything. I mean, if anybody remembers anything, post it up. We'll go from there. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would think if you've got a two-part family. A two-part family, if that makes sense. So <laughs> You got two families? You got you got a dual yeah, life going yeah, on here? Well, maybe if you're like, I don't know, a nine-year-old kid and you have two Christmases because your parents got divorced. But <laughs> is that wrong? Too soon? No, 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 no. Uh, I think it's perfect. Perfect. It, 
<laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, needless to say, like if you have, you know, say for instance, you and uh, your significant other, you know, one of you wants to take the truck or you, or utilize the other. I mean, for, for a family, it actually might work out where you're looking for two cars. You replace the entire you know, mobile department of your house. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't work out. Too. That's actually not too bad of a deal. So. Not bad. So after watching the, after reading the uh, car and driver article, I did some searching on Google to see what other dealerships uh, are randomly offering a buy one get one type of type of sale. There was a Sutherland Nissan out of Orlando that's doing the same thing. Uh, if if you buy an all new Rogue, you can get a Nissan Sentra, buy one get one. Uh, this is. Just like they said with Car and Driver, though, it is a 24-month lease with zero down. So it seems like the trend that I see behind these two articles, though, is that they're 2020-year models. Granted, you know, we're halfway, almost halfway through 2021. So they're, I think they're just trying to liquidate some, uh, some, some old inventory, you know. All right. I think so. we're nerding out too much on this one, but I guess I think you have a point. But, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, just like you said, <laughs> guilty as charged, though, man. But like, as you said in the uh, the last article with the silicon conductor shortages, you would think that uh, twenty twenty year model vehicles uh, shouldn't be that hard to sell. But it seems like these type of promotions are just one more deal that dealerships are giving to uh, you know kind of sweeten the pot. So uh, that was a. Uh, what I wanted to highlight anyway, just uh, something I'd seen through uh, the car and driver again. And uh, <laughs> what can I say? It's a slow news week, man. <laughs> I know, right? Like, you know, I... <laughs> and then the dog <laughs> and went home. It's like, oh my God. So, mm-hmm. anyway, so we got more news to cover here today. Let's see here. That ends our news. We do have something kind of cool to talk about Z Watch. Dun dun dun! I forgot about that. Do we have something? Do we have what do we have? We have a dun dun dun. Do we have a dun dun dun? Do we have a button? I think I do have a dun dun dun. I'm I'm waiting on it. What do you got? What do you got? Oh, sorry. I don't have to make the noise anymore. Awesome. You don't have to make the noise. So I even have the nerd song if we want to get crazy with it. So, but go ahead, hit him. So you know. That nerd song is going to be like, you know, when you have an Oscar speech that runs too long and then the symphony plays in the background? Yeah. It's, it's. You're no, a fucking So this is the wrong one. Okay. Wrong nerd song, but go ahead. All right, so this is uh, a segment that we like to call Z Watch. Uh, obviously, uh, the the next generation uh, Z car is on everybody's mind as a Nissan enthusiast. Uh, Want to give you the latest update that we've seen within the last two weeks. And so the first uh, feature that we have here regarding the Z car is Z sightings. So within the last two weeks. There have been sightings in Colorado, and this video here is out of Arizona. Uh, this is essentially the Z car just going through its trials on uh, actual roads, you know. So Arizona? That's where they spotted this? This one was in Arizona, yeah. Look at those mountains. I mean, that's, that's a little hard to not tell, but... Uh, uh, Doesn't every state have mountains? Just kidding. Nah, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna just press. Re- I'm just gonna re- let this run a little bit here too. But um, 
Arizona, I know we know that Nissan has a uh, a, a test facility out near Phoenix, so that kind of makes sense that you would see this car in Arizona. Uh, Arizona is obviously a desert. That's one of the major tests that they're conducting out there. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you and I did you you made um, there was a Zcon that we did years ago in 2012. Yeah, and um, and they were testing out. They sh they took us through the test grounds. They have the salt baths and the uneven roads, and they actually take sections of roads from different parts of the country, and um, they actually implant them on a section of roads so they can test all the uh, the harmonics of the vehicle, all the all the shakes, and how the suspension is going to take all that. I mean, it's it's insane. Like they really think of a lot. Then they have that high bank turn that you and I had an opportunity to go up on. That was. That was a hell of experience. That was awesome. Yes, I, there's a high-speed ring, and uh, for those who attended ZCon 2012 in Phoenix, we're in for a treat. Uh, I had a time of my life. Yeah, talking about looking to your left and you see clouds, and look to your right and it's nothing but ground. That bank turn and the high-speed ring. Oh, well, the craziest thing is like you're on a high bank turn. They let you, and they pretty much just let you go out. I mean, it, granted, it was probably the last time they'll let us go it's out. It's probably there. the last time we're going to let anybody do that. Yeah. You're, you're doing a high bank turn, and your natural instinct is to turn right into the, you know, we'll put the guardrail, the high bank, and the guardrails on your left. Your natural instinct is to take the, to turn right, but you actually turn left, like into the guardrail, and that's the only thing that keeps you up on that wall is turning. <laughs> Slightly into the guardrail. It's it's a very unnerving and unnatural uh, portion of driving, or just a, a response to driving. But um, again, it's it's just you know, you will never know that until you actually get up there and drive on that. Still so. much to learn. You have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you uh, what's exciting though that they found man that was a uh, that was uh, pretty interesting that they found it on the internet like that. So. But. Absolutely. Now I have two more developments for you, Miles, regarding Z Watch. Dun dun dun. Oh Where's, man. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. Hit me, hit me. Man, you just go on there and point and click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Let's go see what you got, Bo. Exactly what we're doing. The next development regarding Z Watch for this week is supposedly through rumor. Again, we should lay that disclaimer out still, aside from that actual video that we saw. Uh, the rumor is that the Nissan Z order books will open on November 15th. Mm. So what is that? About uh, five months from now, give or take. Uh, this information that came from a, according to a Nissan staff member, it's not just a dealer, who was familiar with the project, orders won't happen until November 15th. So, of course, time will tell whether this is fact or, uh, or, or, or rumor. But picked for um um I had it pegged for February of twenty twenty two. Really? So, you thought yeah. you thought reserve a pre order list were gonna start that far back? I thought that they were or they were gonna put it in and put it on the back burner from what my source told me, but I guess I was totally wrong. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well and I'm trying to think about whenever when Nissan first debuted this Z Proto, which was, uh, I want to say, was it was it October of last yeah. year? So pretty much they're they're spending an entire I, year I, kind I, of milking this, this Proto. Yeah, been milking it for a minute. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last thing that I have here regarding Z Watch is uh, more developments. Again, this is also rumor. This is coming from NissanNews.com. Nissan News, sorry, newNissanZ.com. What am I talking about? NewNissanZ.com. 
Supposedly, retooling is underway at the Tochigi plants. The U.S. production models begin uh, begin assembly January 3rd of 2022, which means you can start yeah. seeing the new Z in showrooms at dealerships in the U.S. beginning as early as February of March or March of 2022. So, uh, so about, that makes it about nine months until we can actually... Uh, Congrats to Nissan, man, for getting that done. I didn't think it was going to be that soon. Wow, congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, just, again, a disclaimer, this is also rumor, but uh, I, I, it's always nice to, to get some numbers. Supposedly, this came from a dealer's meeting in Arizona over the past weekend. So this uh, was released six days ago. So for those that are... Uh, uh, and t eagerly anticipating the new Z like we are, these are your latest updates. So, ah, so you heard uh, it here, second, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's a that's a good slogan, dude. You heard it here, second. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the the hottest rumors that we got at the moment. So yeah, cool. That works out. Oh great. yeah. So uh, from those of you on social media that are that are uh, interacting with us, yeah. thank you for doing so, and we look forward to, to oh, keep on coming here. here, man. We've been getting blown up here. Let's go through. We it. have, we have. So from Randall, uh, two words: test drives. That's what he's waiting on. New yeah, Z car. Randall. Randall is a roadster only kind of guy, so they got to chop the roof off of it for Randall. So you think so? Yeah. Yeah, he, he likes everybody to see him. You know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hair in the wind kind of fella. So, yeah. I can oh, feel yeah. Uh, from Ion, just earlier, we were talking about Zcon Phoenix 2012. That was his first Zcon. So, he was something that he was always proud of. And to think about it, it's almost been 10 years since that uh, since that test track, that, was uh, that experience hottest, that we had. That's the hottest Zcon I've ever been to. That it, was brutal. It was in August, too. What, the hottest month. It's the desert, right? Yeah. So yes. Have known. No warning. So no warning <laughs> whatsoever. Nobody told uh, us it was desert unprepared. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that was, yeah. That was interesting. Uh, but yeah, great Zcon. Lots of good friends. Lots of good memories. They actually did the Project 370Z release. I'm gonna. We're gonna nerd out about that, but yeah, Project Three Seventy Z release was that year. That's the first year I, I got to meet uh, Randy Rodriguez, one of the uh, one of the designers for the Three Seventy Z. He designed Three Seventy Z. That's right. That's right. Uh, we're gonna nerd out, aren't we? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I did want to say, give a side note here. Getting back just for a second regarding these websites, you know, we're looking here at newnissanz.com. Now, I also went and searched through other websites called. 400zclub.com, nissanzclub.com, you know, new Nissan Z. I haven't seen this type of competition with forums and websites in a long time. It always seems everything's going to social media, things like face, uh, Facebook and Instagram. And here we are, you know, there seems to be some uh, multiple websites that are really trying to lay claim to the 400z and the the online support you, urls will bought were bought out the first day that that, that proto <laughs> dropped i know for a fact because i was actually hunting for them but yeah it's uh pretty interesting stuff because the 400z the 380 the 390 they're all bought and paid for already but uh yeah they're just calling it the new z which i mean it's cool but it's like i really think it should deserve a tagline like like to me 
as a Nissan enthusiast, I would have expected a 380, 390, 400, something like that. But mm. I don't know. But yeah. I'm just going to well, call it the new Z, and I'm like, eh, does it, I don't know. Yeah. I remember when the the three fifty and three seventy came out. It was wasn't it like three fifty z dot com or the three fifty or the three seventy dot com. Dude, there you go. You should go. Uh, you should just go buy uh, the four hundred z dot com. See what happens. It's just like Dogecoin. You might win. You might lose. I mean, eh. check out the big brain on Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll not lose uh, I'll not have all my financial advice given from you but yeah sure why not but, yeah sure why not <laughs> yeah, sure not, not. <laughs> but uh, yeah no it's it's a cool idea yeah I, I, I'm super enthusiastic about the new Z it's coming out you know I was actually talking to Damon Circlin um, uh, from TT.net for those that don't know the Z32 mecca of websites been around for god 20 years probably something like that now and um they were talking about hey if the new z comes out it'll technically be a twin turbo model tc.net and i was just like so i was joking with him i was like man he really needs to keep that original forum layout but uh, i'm not going to go into too much because that's yeah. definitely uh, an elitist group of just certain people <laughs> from just that vehicle so i'm not going to nerd out you don't uh, want to you don't want to anger the gods, the Z32 gods. I do not want to anger the car gods. But yeah, I mean, you're right. So yeah, we're 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 leading too much. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk. We got a bunch of other news that we got to cover here tonight. So one last thing here, we had a question. Uh, it's actually is this the first time we've had an actual question like this from uh, Randall? He goes, "What are our opinions on Nissan reusing the 400, the 300Z name? If they did, what would it be like? Uh, what for me?" Now, is that a trick question? Because 300Z never existed. There was 300ZX. Um, I, me, me loving the 300ZX so much, I think I would just leave it be personally. Um, I, I just hope that the new model is just called Z. Personally, I'm, I'm simple and effective. You know, mm, it better be what one hell of a car. I'll say that if it's going to be just the Nissan Z, that's all I'm going to say. So, I said it here. <laughs> you hit it here a second folks yeah It'd just be called the z and there'll be a never be a z after it. it's like come on guys it's like let's just let's follow the li the library you know let's let's go from there so yeah right know, right okay so we do need to move on miles just like yeah. you said we've been all 27 been... <laughs> he goes, sean buck goes we're the only ones who like that forum design he goes all 27 of us that are left so <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Yeah, <laughs> you are right, though. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our next segment, Miles, which we like to call Motorsports Updates. Wow. And so, I, yeah, I think you have the first so, uh, segment here. Yeah, so you know, motorsports right now, Japan, at least on the Japan front, is a little slow um, because, quite honestly, they're going through their second wave of COVID. So a lot of motorsports in Japan are really shut down. Super GT obviously shut down for the last round of GT. No update. Uh, we were expecting. We were expecting this. Like we talked about last time in one of our uh, previous articles, um, you know, the uh, they had talked a little bit about what was happening in Japan. Nismo is doing a little bit to um, um, let me see here. Can you see my screen there, Mikey? Mikey. Yeah, there, there you go. 
So uh, this was a promotional video. This is the last video that really Nissan has put out. And it's just kind of talking about everything that they're doing right now. Uh, this was before the last round, actually before it got uh, Super mixed. GT, right? Yeah, Super GT. They were just kind of talking about the models that were out, showing out the uh, the Leaf race car with the Nissan, uh, I, Nissan Intelligent Mobility stuff. So, yeah, they, I mean, they're trying their best to get, make sure that, you know, people don't um, remember that, you know, this is going to start back up here soon. But they were talking about, all, man, all the sweet merch those guys have. That's one thing I would kill for at a GT event i mean just all the stuff that they had that you can get in japan is just so so much more at a different level and like i agree i agree i think, <laughs> I think the half, half half my time at at fuji speedway was at the uh the, the market that's on the backside of the pits, man. Just looking at car models and stickers and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, so that's currently yeah. what's happening right now. I mean, there's there, there's not too much going on. I mean, everything is pretty much down. As soon as we have an update to, uh, to give you on GT, we can. Uh, our best wishes go out to everybody in Japan. I um, hope this thing gets past them uh, sooner than later. They've been doing really good with COVID response uh, in Japan. So I, I, I see positively that... Um, uh, this should uh, not take too long, um, hopefully, if everything's uh, said and done. So, yeah. Very, very cool, Miles. Um, next up, uh, I've got a little bit of a report for Formula E. Uh, Nissan's EDAMS team uh, obviously battling it out for points this season. Uh, I'm going to share my screen and go ahead and just kind of let this run in the background. Let me see. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, is it working? Yeah, there you go. Hmm. So, uh, Miles, similar to what's happening in, in Super GT in these last couple of weeks, uh, within uh, the last two weeks, there has not been a Formula E race. Now, it has nothing to do with uh, COVID or anything. It's just part of the schedule at the, at the point at uh, right now. The uh, next round isn't until June 19th and 20th. Uh, rounds 8 and 9 are happening in, in Mexico. So uh, we are about two weeks away from, from those rounds. So uh, we'll go ahead and uh, I think, what does that mean? So by this time, uh, our next episode, we should have an update for you guys. So but, it'll be in Mexico this time around? Yes, it will. Oh. Puebla, Mexico. You boys like Mexico! <laughs> 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 well, good. I uh, can't wait. Actually. So oh, yeah. that uh, you won hell of a race, man. That I I really have enjoyed the season so far. Nissan's uh, had a good undertaking, you know, as to be expected. I I was hoping for a little bit more, and there's just there's so much to the sport. It's just so different. It's so similar, but so different from Formula uh, One. So yeah, and all the other Formula specs. So yeah. it is. It is. Um, just to uh, let people know where Nissan currently stands, by the way, there are two drivers, Oliver Rowland and Sebastian Buemi. Uh, Rowland's in ninth place as a driver. Buemi's in 22nd uh, out of the, I think there's 24 uh, drivers. Uh, Nissan as a constructor is currently ninth right now. However, don't let that uh, be discouraging for you because there's only nine points that separate Nissan from being from becoming fifth place. It's a very, very close competition happening right now as uh, as a constructor. Uh, and uh, good news, Miles. This is actually something that uh, I just discovered today. So 
initially, in the last episode, we, we had said that after these two rounds in Mexico, there's only, uh, I think, two more um, two more races. Uh, I think there was some in, uh, uh, in New York. We mentioned New York. Uh, since then, these last two weeks, uh, Formula E has added four more rounds to their 2021 season. They're doing... Two races back-to-back in London, and they've also added two races back-to-back in Berlin, uh, Germany. So uh, it definitely gives Nissan an opportunity to uh, you know, finish on the podium as a constructor. So it definitely gives us more hope. And uh, you know, if they've added four rounds midway through the season like this, you know, there could be even more rounds coming their way. So uh, you know, fingers crossed. It definitely gives me... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's that's awesome that they're adding on to try to finish out a strong season so yeah uh, it, you know i wish uh, we would see that a little bit more in other motorsports i'm not sure if that's happening but yeah that, that would that sounds like a really cool initiative so but we got other news this. to cover too. we also got to go over the upcoming one that you and i have been talking a lot about about the new Centric cup series right yes you're absolutely right Centric cup series uh getting into it here Giving you an update. Uh, this is, uh, let's see here. Uh, now, last time we talked about this, there was a revised calendar that had just come out uh, during our last episode. Nothing new to report uh, this this episode. However, we are definitely looking forward. June twenty fifth through June twenty seventh is the first round of this twenty twenty one Centra Cup. It's taking place. In uh, Shannonville Motorsports Park, this is all. Uh, this league is all uh, headquartered out of out of Canada. So this is all in the Canadian area. So if you're in Canada and you're near these areas, feel free to check them out. Uh, so far, we're looking at six rounds, and we'll you know we'll go from there to see if uh, if they add more as well. And the PR for this uh, for this uh, cup is actually blowing up. Um, I've been following it um, as of recent, and um, they're getting out there. You know, I, I I hope that Nissan actually gets behind it and actually gives it a little more of a boost. But I mean, right now, I mean, they're doing really good. I'm I'm really interested to see how this all plays out as far as from a marketing campaign and see if there's going to be enough support there to continue on with that. I can't see this going anywhere but up but yeah kudos to uh to all these folks that are putting this together um we've had the link on our website for a while check them out support it follow it because we're definitely going to be giving you updates as the season continues on so it's definitely i'm definitely learning more about it too so i'm uh uh it's been a lot of fun for sure we're we're going to cover this thing (laughs) as much as we possibly can as it starts to unfold so yeah should be pretty interesting Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh taking a minute just before we get before we move over to our next segment miles. Uh again from you guys online, uh want to share some some of y'all's comments. Uh we've got here from Sean Buck, he says Center Cup. Let's get a Z Cup all models with each other. That should be fun. Now there is a Spec Z program. Yeah. However, it it's all I think at the time it was all 350Z. Um to have just all Z generations. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Kudos. You yeah. can control for that one. Yeah. Spec Z came out for a while back. Died, unfortunately. Had a short shelf life. But maybe one of these days we'll see it come back again. So especially with the new Z, I don't know, man. I, I really think we if we were going to see a spec class come back, if it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen with the new Z. I would see that maybe happening 
2023. If we hear an announcement about that, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Um, you know, that's something I wanted to mention too, just kind of off the cuff here, man. I saw something regarding a different vehicle that it was a, uh, I'll, I'll just say it, man. It's the 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 GR86, the the new uh, the new 86 that Toyota's given out. They're actually including a track day with every purchase of a car. So if you buy one of their cars, they give you a track day with the car. Nissan should listen to that and also provide a track day with their car. That would definitely get enthusiasts. I mean, it's a little drop in the bucket, money wise, dollar wise. What is it? You're probably paying three to five hundred bucks for that track day as a, as a dealer, you could probably get a, 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 a hell of a discount, you know, just use your leverage. But uh, for those who are buying those cars, that's a nice little cherry on top. So just an idea, man, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. No, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. It's just like when stuff like stuff like those, those things happen on a different manufacturer level, you really got to pay attention or otherwise. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, Uh, man. Oh, Uh, let's see here. We have more to cover here. Um, I wanted to talk, uh, take a little time. We haven't done one of these for a while. Wanted to actually show a feature um, car. Sometimes we uh, we find a car that, um, you know, that kind of both raises an eyebrow for the two of us. This uh, episode or this time, it's actually going to be a really cool um, R32 that we found. Um, through Speed Hunters. Um, yeah. We'll actually put the link up here on the uh, website when we're done or on the uh, podcast notes here when we're done. But this R32 is a little bit different from others in, in some respects. Now, this one is from a new company that started out of Japan and uh, it's called Built by Legends and they do what is known as a resto mod. Now, we've all heard that before and we actually talked a little bit about what Nissan was doing for restoring the R32s um, in Japan and we talked about the price tag for those, which was a hefty price tag with the certification from Nissan itself. This is a little bit different, um, similar but different. So with Built by Legends, what they do is they actually pick all the high-end part manufacturers and developers Mm -hmm. in Japan for that model, and they basically farm everything out for you. So the car really jumps from shop to shop for the best of the best. Um, On that list is um, some of the best ones, that um, some of the best shops that you could possibly utilize in the game in Japan. So um, these are the folks from uh, the two developers from uh, Built by Legends, or the two owners, are actually some of the the, uh, parties from Best Motoring and Hot Version, if you remember those. And those um, were what really kicked off the whole import fad really um you know it really gave life to it uh, many many years ago we're talking pre-fast and furious days so <laughs> um you know before the hype really busted out of that so what they're yeah. doing is they're offering an opportunity for you to actually utilize their services and they farm out everything so mines is on that list to name just to name drop just one um mm-hmm. some of the other ones that kind of come into play are um are even bigger um, with, uh, let me see here, if I remember a few more of them. Um, 
And there was a handful. I mean, there's so many. Garage Yoshida, which is really big in Japan. Um, they do a lot of the minimalist details. Um, yeah. At least on this one, a lot of the body shop details. I mean, as you'll see right here, um, these wing options with the carbon fiber. Um, I mean, these guys really went down to even changing out motors on wipers for the R34 versions yeah. versus R32s. I mean, it... it it got nerded out to so much to an aspect that they even mentioned it on the article. They in Japan they call it uh, being otaku, um, which is basically our version of like uh, being completely obsessed with something. A geek. That's um, a nerd. That's a nerd, a man. Nerd. Otaku's nerd. It's, right? I think it's geek, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's geek. Yeah. So they they really took the effort to really do all the details. I mean, that we're talking from paint to body um, body stiffening uh, um, and 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 chassis reinforcement. Um, they even uh, did it by Legends R32, which is a name amongst itself. But the entire base of it coming yeah. in at three hundred eighty thousand dollars US. You know. I was just thinking about thinking about it. Taking that number, obviously, it is a large amount. However, when you think about, we reported that Nismo was actually doing restoration programs of Skylines, the same generation. They their price point was four hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars. So yeah. you're saving fifty thousand dollars by going with these guys. So, so talk about a bargain, you know. <laughs> You're getting now if a badge means a lot to you i mean it depends do you want the badge from the manufacturer do you want the badge for this and you also wonder how much of it is outsourced because you know that nismo actually works with some of these companies mines i've I, I know that they've worked with them in the past on a few aspects but i mean cool stuff i mean look at the interior from what oh, i yeah. um what i was reading about in this article some of the interior is made by the same company that actually works on some of the uh, japanese bullet trains so oh wow it's, it, yeah it's it's crazy um just how much uh, uh detail and effort that they put into this car i mean you're getting yeah. all the fun little quirks and details i mean it, it there's so much like little details that you wouldn't even know unless you own the car and uh, went mm -hmm. back into it i mean you're getting new keys you're getting um i mean it, it's insane but i mean it's a hefty price tag but yeah now, again, this is why we wanted to feature this car. Just one of those details. Um, I, I mean, it doesn't get any better than this when it comes to R32s. Um, yeah. now this is just an excellent representation of what a full resto mod would be. I mean, look at that. Yeah. There's two things I want to mention about this article that really caught my eye that I, that I liked about this article, which was the, uh, the editor had said that they called this minimalist perfection. And I like that phrase. That's really, really cool. I, I identify with that. It, it's it's function. It's functional and clean. Uh, you know, I'm sold on that alone. The second thing is is that you look at these pictures and the color. You know, a white skyline. You think? I mean, to the untrained eye, you would think this is a stock uh, paint job, but it's not. Uh, this is actually a custom paint job, and I'm going to get the name of it here. Uh, the Skyline exterior here is a finish, a custom color called Shiranami White Pearl Metallic. And I'm pretty oh, sure I butchered that. But yeah. it's, a it's a pearl white. So if you're thinking this is a stock color, it's not. So, I mean, as clean as this, jo as this, as this uh, car is... I would assume this is a you know uh, 
would you call it a rotisserie uh, restoration at this point? I mean, oh, I would assume for that price, it's going to go up in the air. It's going to go upside down. So yeah, and not so as clean as it is, sure custom color, green. pearl. Yeah, I'm sold. Sure I mean, if I had the money, I would. So yeah, that's a. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I've been—I was truly impressed with it. I mean, you—they even ghosted in like the mines, um, stripes that we we know and love from way back. I mean, there's so many small details and something like this, but this kind of goes back to it. Yeah, there's a high price point for this, and people can pull this off themselves. But there's also a certain level of of um, of detail and uh, and finish that goes into something like this that we can all take an appreciation for. So yeah, again, this both caught me and Mike's eye. Um, I absolutely uh, love the car. Speed Hunters did a great article on it, um, and it's all from people just like us, nerds, otaku's just like ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> great, great article, man. That's, that's, that's a great feature, man. I, I'm glad you. Uh, you, you found this one too. Speed Hunters always has some great articles, and their their photography is is wonderful. You know, uh, you can tell from the background here. This is not a U.S. car. This car is definitely they've got somebody on their team that's out of Japan, or, or they're they're making trips no matter what it is. Yep. Yeah. Kudos to them, and kudos for pulling off a great build. You know, if you've got the means, if you have the means, it is choice. It so is I'll choice. One of those days. So perfect. Perfect. <laughs> all right what else do we got to cover today mike moving on miles i got a quick one for you this came across uh actually my facebook feed caught my eye you know there's always some sort of novelty or uh trinket that you can buy online I, I brush over a lot of them except for when i saw this one so i wanted to share it with you it's a segment that i'm calling shut up and take my money so shut up and take my money <laughs> this one here i'm going to share my screen is from brock racing enterprises bre2.net is where you can find this if you go into their uh let's call it their their e-store their online shop they just released these the uh hat lapel pins that are in uh uh, essentially uh, decals of uh, their 510s, uh, Racing Edition uh, 510s, and also the, the 240Zs. Uh, you can see here, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and just scroll through this slowly here, but you've got the BRE at number 85510, the yep. number 68 as well. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, 510 lapel hat pin with case. That seems to be pretty... <laughs> Again, pretty choice. Uh, go down. The 240Z coming down. And then they're also, I kind of feel like they're able to repurpose these things and make earrings out of them, too. I mean, I can make a nipple ring out of these if we're going to go that route. I mean, we could go further south, you know, uh, into lower, uh, lower country. You boys like Mexico! Yeah, way south. I mean, you can make a, you know, below the belt type of piercing option i mean let's not let's not get dive into much of that but yeah needless to say that's pretty cool ion mentioned they have a three pack oh pack. Uh, we haven't found that yet uh ion oh. nerd I give, you, I give ion a oh, for net for only knowing that so that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah so i mean if these uh 
lapel pins are going for about twenty bucks a piece. Uh, earrings for for the lady, you know, forty bucks. Um, pretty modestly priced, I, I think, for being as unique as they are coming from BRE directly. It's not some knockoff that you would find uh, on eBay uh, like that. And you know, of course, there's a man himself, uh, Pete Brock. Uh, you got drinking glasses. There's a whole selection, though. For those who are interested in BRE merchandise, uh, bre2.net is the place to go. And they have, obviously, a link here that will take you to their online store. So that's what uh, I wanted to share, man. Uh, again, to uh, BRE, shut up and take my money, man. Yeah, it's true. Shut yeah. up and take my money. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they do make really cool stuff, and I have to give it up for uh, for the man himself. Um, he's definitely doing a good job marketing, and uh, you know, we're probably going to see him at ZCon this year. So maybe you get some stuff picked up. Maybe you want to uh, put all your uh, Brock, your Peter Brock stuff together, and uh, have him sign it all this year if you can uh, get a chance to make it ZCon this year. So nice ZCon plug. You're right. He is going to be at ZCon. <laughs> <clears throat> good choice. Good choice. You know, you know, I gotta be. Uh, I gotta support the brain on brand. I'm supporting the brand and <laughs> supporting the Zcon name. So yeah, kudos to those guys. So yes, sir. On. We got more stuff to do. Let's see. Okay, okay. I think this is the final segment before we start rounding things out here for the for the nights. Yeah. Okay, Miles. Um, I brought up this topic to you. Uh, earlier this week, and uh, it, it kind of came to me, which, but I really think I really want us to go deep on this. And of course, I'm talking about back alley chat. And the topic for this episode is, um, I'll go ahead and just throw it out here. I want us to decide whether OEM or aftermarket parts uh, are preferred now. What, here, here are the rules of the game. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to run down a list of parts uh, that eventually wear out or typically wear out during the life of a car or truck. Common wear items. And we are each going to just give our opinion as whether we go OEM or aftermarket. And when I say aftermarket, I'm not saying performance. I'm talking auto parts store aftermarket. Uh, what, what, what do they have there? The A1 Cardones, uh, the no name, you know, just something that just gets the job going or are you doing the upsell and actually driving to a dealership? Uh, it's right. sort of your two choices. You can go option A or option B again, OEM or aftermarket. Okay. I feel like this is going to be a full on nerd portion. Dude, this is what I wanted. I, cause this, dude, this is going to be so loaded. I really hope that, uh, we can like, I really want us to get into it, but at the same time, of course I want to breeze through it. All as, right. All right, let's do this. Hit me, hit me, hit me. Last thing, last thing. It has to be from the perspective of being a budget-minded street enthusiast. Again, we're being ourselves, but again, we're, we don't. Again, I'm it's our own money. I'm broke. So <laughs> go on, let's go. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and start here, Miles. Uh, starting off the list, let's start with some easy ones. Um, spark plugs. What are you doing? Where are you going? OEM aftermarket. I'm going NGK, baby, every single time because every NGK has always been the plug to utilize for almost every single Nissan Datsun Infinity that's been around forever. I could be wrong, but I can tell you right now, it's always NGK for me. I'm not gonna... NGK, uh, and that is typically a uh, a factory part. Would you say that's factory? Like, like what would you call that? I'm gonna an aftermarket? Factory, I'm going to call it a factory recommendation, sir. Because guess what? 
if you've never cracked a porcelain on a spark plug, it sucks. It takes forever to, to figure out until the porcelain actually splits. Or I'm gonna say I'm gonna say NGK. Ion says Denzo, but he doesn't know anything. So yeah. <laughs> just well, no, Ion might might be right too. He, he see he, yeah. sometimes it is right. So yeah. I think for me, yes, NGK is definitely one. Uh, you know, I I it's depending on which out on man, it's it's just it, until you get stuck on on where you're trying to diagnose something or can't get something right, it's just. Yep. I know my gaps are always right. I know that porcelain's not going to crack on me. I know yep. it can take a punch with heat. Yep. And I know it's not going to crack. I know it's not some, what is it, auto light? Yeah, you see what I mean? I'm That's... not saying auto light's crap. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, my... they're not a sponsor. You can talk crap. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, <laughs> uh, we love auto light. <laughs> you know. Well, what I, what I think. Uh, Depending on what generation of Z car you have, you know the factory oh. plug may have been may have yeah. been an NGK uh, or Denso. So Rick I Grass think comes in with the Auto Light. It's going to be a debacle, man. We just we're gonna, we're stepping in we're stepping in in one dog poop to step in the next dog poop, and it's just going to go on. You're opening up a can of worms tonight, baby. But I like I, next. Hit me with I, the next. One. I agree. Go. Next one. Okay, just filters in general. I'm talking. Oil filters, fuel filters, air filters. Are you doing a OEM or aftermarket? And I'm not saying K and Remember, nothing performance oriented. What are you What are you doing? When I'm standing at the O'Reilly's counter, if I can't get an OEM filter, and sometimes you can't get them because the the, the 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 there's no support for it, or you've got to pay forty dollars for an oil filter because it's OEM. So if mm -hmm. I can't get an oil filter and it's getting really old. Mm-hmm. I am in a pinch. I'm going to go with the Wix. Okay. Okay. So, so just to clarify, OEM is your first choice, but you're going after market. My first choice, but it's not always the availability option because you could go into yeah. a Nissan dealer and it's just like if I need something, uh, a certain filter, they don't have it or they want to charge me, hey, I'll have it for you, but it's going to take six weeks. I'm like, dude, it's an oil yeah. change. Bro. Like, you know, that, so it's like I'm the best of the best. And me personally, I'm a Wix guy. W-I-X, for those that don't know, for the O'Reilly's kid at the front desk, W-I-C-K-S. I messed with him a little bit. I, I'm, I'm going to agree. I'm, I'm going OEM. I mean, th things like filters like this, specifically oil and fuel filters, I mean, they're not so they're not so expensive anyway. I'm going to spend the extra couple of bucks and go OEM personally. I'm going to challenge right. you for those that don't know, and if you want to finish this battle out in your own garage, you could do the 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 filter challenge. So buy yourself what do they call a uh, um, uh, a wrench um, mm -hmm. or the oil filter? Uh, they have a, a cutter. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like a can opener version. I have one. I forgot what it's called. And you can take it and cut the top off of it, and you can actually pull out the paper element that's in it because it's always paper, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you can actually see how many plies you got in there. And really, it comes down to plies. Sometimes it's like it's the quality of the paper. You hold it up to the sky, and you can see through it. And then if you only got two pieces of paper, I mean, it's basically just a piece of TP in there that's mm -hmm. filtering out all the shaved metal that's filtering through your system. But me personally, going back to it, I'm a Wix guy in a pinch. At the O'Reilly's yeah. counter, I'm a Wix guy. Remember, we am if I can find it. So. Okay. Again, I'm, I'm talking about uh, your number one choice for sure. So I got another one for you. You let me know. Uh, again, OEM or aftermarkets, what are you doing with belts? You got oh. a serpentine belts. What are you doing? Are you going uh, 
O'Reilly or are you going to the dealer? You know, I'm probably going to go O'Reilly on some of that stuff because I'm going to I'm going to take the belt and first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to flip it and yep. I'm going to treat that belt with the the nice little spit that comes out of the belt dressing can <laughs> and I'm going to dress that sucker and I'm going to set it out in the sun, let it cool and then I'm going to put that belt on and yep. it's going to be that's it. I mean, it's a belt is a belt in my opinion. But, I am uh-huh. Go on. No, I am definitely an aftermarket guy when it comes to belts as well. Now, case in point, I had a 370 at a time. Uh, for me, the main reason because is uh, the main reason, the main reason why is because of price. Uh, an aftermarket belt you can go from uh, O'Reilly for about I think I paid like 40 bucks. However, you go to a dealership, it was about two and a half times more, and right. I was like, nope. We're talking accessory belts right now. Now we are going to nerd out just a little bit on that one. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say right now, when it comes to timing, I'm going to, I'm going to, I see your, your check and I'm going to checkmate you fool. But, uh, mm -hmm. timing. uh, we're going to talk it, uh, timing belt. I'm not even going to hit you Ooh, with the chain. Okay. Belt with, with my interference engines. Ooh, belts, uh, OEM timing belts way too critical. I will spend the extra money and go OEM for a timing belt. One of those things that you didn't want to save the ten dollars and constantly yeah. buy sales for the next hundred thousand miles. Oh god! Yeah. Oh, god. <laughs> so, and, and we're bringing up a number of factors that actually determine. You said obviously price is a factor, no matter what our decision is. Availability is another factor. We're talking about how critical the part is. Like you said, timing belt. That's a again. You're missing a, a very crucial part. Is how much of a pain in the ass is it to get to? If it's a yep. pain in the butt and I don't want to ever have to see this thing for the life of the car, guess what? Yep. I'm going OEM. Still OEM. You time yeah. <laughs> for real. So, Timing belt, OEM. Absolutely. I you, you caught me on that one. I didn't even think about that. That's a good one. So. Uh, moving on. I got another one for you. Cooling system. Now, these are typically repaired, uh, replaced as a pair. And I'm talking about the water pump and thermostat. Are you going to O'Reilly? Are you going to the, or to an auto parts store? Or are you going to a dealership when you have to replace a water pump and thermostat? From the amount of scars on these knuckles from having to do thermostats and water pumps on certain engines that will remain nameless, I'm going to okay. tell you right now, I'm going to go OEM on both of those because nothing sucks worse mm -hmm. than an uh, uh, a water pump failure yep. or a thermostat failure when you're just like, dude, that was $12. It was like, like I, sometimes it's nominal. It's like $5 difference or it's a, a waiting a day sometimes on part availability. Like, um, yep. uh, and I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw this out there as a story for just those folks that don't know. I won't even give you the engine type. I won't bore you with details, but I picked up an aftermarket, uh, oil, pump for a friend a uh, water pump excuse me water and pump. you know obviously you have the turbine on the back but you got a bolt you got a washer turbine boom and that's what circulates all the water for the engine well put it on guy drove it for about i don't know six months called me all of a sudden he's like dude i'm not I, I, i'm not getting the temperatures just keep flowing up on this we check yep. pressures check for leaks leak down i mean everything and i couldn't figure out why he wasn't getting um any cooling aspect on it i mean we mm -hmm. we did everything drained it did it again check for burped the system i mean we did everything and then i said you know what man we just got to take it all apart maybe the thermostat stuck i mean we went with an aftermarket thermostat and i was thinking it was the aftermarket thermostat 
no, yep. thermostat looks good. I was like, it's going to be a water pump failure. So I, I pulled the water pump. It wasn't seeping out of it. I pulled it off. The, the nut had walked off and the turbine, uh, the little, uh, the turbine that's on yeah. there was just sitting inside of uh, inside of the engine block right there. So what was happening is you were getting no no, no circulation, nothing. That was an aftermarket piece. And the thing is, it's like it's that one guy. You go from a difference from an aftermarket company being like, not um, OEM is going to spec right their stuff. The guy with the hangover is probably going to be on the aftermarket uh, assembly line, just like get it done, whatever. I don't care, man. You know. Yeah. But, it's just my opinion, but I don't know. Yeah. But uh, the impeller, Ion had it right. Impeller. Impeller. Yep. I have. <laughs> I have two two comments about the, uh, specifically for water pump as well. Just like how you said, most parts, uh, water pump wise, uh, from a from an auto parts store, is, are typically rebuilt, and for many uh, within the Nissan family, Miles, we we both know this let's just say the VQ motor and the VG motor, those weren't just used exclusively on the Z car. They were used in everything from Maximas with Pathfinders, you know, a whole wide range of family of vehicles. And consequently, those water pumps, although uh, very similar and they had the same mounting points, there are always some, there's always some minor detail that makes them different. And you don't discover it until after you've installed it. And it might be a misalignment of the belts. Uh, it could be, uh, or just a number of things. Uh, and, and so when you start going again, like you said, some guys at a factory is just pulling, rebuilding, and you know slapping a sticker on it. Uh, the level of quality just isn't there, or attention. Uh, well, the other thing too is what I like, and I really appreciate. And I and I got into the habit of doing this because I learned this from an old like mechanic in general. Is as mm-hmm. is. Um, is uh, uh, marking um, your uh, your bolts and your nuts after yeah. you've expect them, you mark them. It, it oh, will yeah. tell you if something walks out. I mean, we're going to nerd out about a, a bunch <laughs> of this. But, you know, my point is, yeah. is uh, you know, things like that, you see on an OEM part. You know that it's torqued down to spec. You know that somebody checked it, and you know they marked it. And it's like you just – I don't know. Just I sleep better at night. You know, it's like a little kiss on my on my cheek. You know, before <laughs> I go to bed, knowing that that's all that's done and and it's kind of done yeah. the right way. So good point. Good point. Uh, last thing here about thermostats. So just for me personally, uh, I have a 350Z. I had a cooling issue at one point. If you look at a factory thermostat on a on a VQ motor, uh, factory thermostat versus an aftermarket thermostat, it is night and day uh, with the quality and the number of uh, just the build of that thermostat. Um, I, I wish I had. I wish I had them in front of me. I would show you. Well, but sometimes it comes down to weight. Like you can pick up a part. Like you can pick up. Uh, I don't know. Like the casting of something. Like yep. um, if you ever picked up like a like an aftermarket KA um, a water pump, and you pick up an OEM one. There's a weight difference in them, and you're like, why the hell is there a weight difference? In them? It's because the casting is either crap, or yep. you know they just threw whatever the hell they could find to to make yeah. these casts happen and yep. and sometimes that is that's the way it is you've if you've ever seen i'm trying to think what cracks on castings but like oh, yeah. see starter starter no. housings like the old ones like they'll yep. they'll crack at the housing and you're just like you put a little torque on them and the next thing you know like this yep. whole assembly broke off and you're like why the hell did that break off because yep. the cast crap you know well, it's, 
Like, you're you're right. Even getting back to that water pump, I had replaced five water pumps within three months. They were all aftermarket, and the crack was happening on the snout of that water pump, and it's just low quality. Uh, the second thing you mentioned was uh, the material and weight. I've seen it before. Uh, I used to work at an auto parts store where you would have a – they would literally offer you an aluminum housing or a steel housing uh, or iron housing. So it really, it was your option whether or not w- whatever you wanted, and that goes to show – that that probably for example that iron housing was from a truck probably from a truck than it is from a car you know it's just where what its past life was you know okay so moving on moving on we're getting really deep on cooling i want to i've got a a handful more so uh uh, let's go ahead and knock them out keep it going keep it going let's go clutch kit clutch kit are you going to the dealer or are you going to a parts store uh, I mean, you know, come on, we're performance guys. It's hard for me to say I'm going to go with a maintenance. I'm tell you, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, on a clutch, I'm going to say just get it done because, quite honestly, pulling a transmission for me is not that big of a deal. I know it sounds weird, mm-hmm. but I'm not scared of of pulling a transmission to do a clutch. It's not that big of a deal. That's does that sound egotistical? Yeah. Does it sound no, like I. That's not that's not a bad reason. I mean, the reason for me is typically price. Clutch. I mean, I'm not going to use it, but I, I, I don't know, man. Wow. There you, are you there are right now. Yeah, there are a number of really good clutch companies though uh, that do uh, they deal through the aftermarket uh, through through the parts stores. Um, shoot, I mean, even I, I'll, I'll even give you an example though. But you know, sometimes Exidy is available at parts stores. I mean, and it's not a performance option. It's it's strictly their, yeah, their uh, daily the driver or, grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. Good brand. Right. We're not answering our own questions. So I'm going to go ahead and say aftermarket is okay for me. Aftermarket's okay with me too. Yeah. All right, moving on here. Um, brake pads and rotors. Any different? If the car is not going to see anything special other than, you know, then brake light uh, from from red stoplights, I'm going to say aftermarket all day long. But if it's going to be any t- if there's going to be any type of driving on this, I'm usually mm-hmm. going to say OEM. Yeah. Again, if performance is not an option, then would you say that your OEM is if sort of like not your performance? Yep. I'm going to go ahead and just say aftermarket's going to work, unless it's just dog crap, and let's just like. You know, well, like, at that point, you know what you're going to get. Like I've seen it before. You can go to a parts store and get the ten dollar pads. You're, you're you get what you pay for, but it, you you can get a premium aftermarket and you'd be okay. I will you know? say this: I've had aftermarket pads, and I know I know the devil that I'm sleeping with when I say that is because <laughs> the problem is I've I've had pads that you'll like you'll literally just oh I betted it it's perfect and then I'll drive it for for like twenty times and the pad just goes. And it just goes right down. I mean, there's it's, it's tissue paper. It's just garbage. It's piss. You know, it's just so you as soon as you step on it, the pad's gone inside three or six months. But yep. I'm a guy that does pads once a year, so I'm like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. So that's but, true. That's true. Uh, moving on here, um, alternator and starter. Those two electronic components. Uh, what are you doing? Are you driving to a dealership or are you driving to a parts store? Uh. I'm going to go aftermarket on a starter on an alternator. I'm going to go OEM because the, because the problem is just if you don't have a good solid alternator that you can trust, it yeah. causes so much electrical 
gremlin issues, especially in the newer stuff. You have these weird lights that will come on when you're not getting the voltage that you should. It's not regulating the way it should. And then, yeah. boom, you know, it, you're, and then it prematurely kills your battery. And you're like, oh, I need a new battery. You put a battery in it. Then the alternator is garbage, and it's, it's, it's cooking the battery. And then you're just chasing all these other issues. So it's just the OEM, that output really has to be perfect. When it comes to a starter, it's a kick. I mean, that's yeah. really all it is. It's just a yeah. kick. So uh, I can agree with that. Alternator is much out. more <laughs> alternator is much more critical. I would definitely go with with factory uh, OEM starter. Yeah, I'll give you an example. My 620 needed one. Uh, it was actually improved. You know, 1979 was my 620. The technology, even from an aft, even from a uh, aftermarket replacement, they're using uh, permanent magnet starters now. Like. The way that it starts is much more efficient anyway. It's much cleaner. Um, I, I would definitely go. I have no problem going with an aftermarket starter. Now, I do want to introduce an option C. It's, I'm going to go for it. This is a, this is a wild card. Uh, used OEM. Now, junkyard deals. I'm always looking for a car that's been smashed from behind, and I'm grabbing that oh. alternator. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's have some maturity, Miles. No, <laughs> what I'm saying, again, this is just a side note, though. There are always some great deals to be had at your local uh, pick and pull type yeah. of uh, type of place. And if I can find a you a quality attested, uh, I'll even buy the five dollar warranty and go get it tested down the street. Yeah, I'll get a used a used OEM. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Miles, I got two more for you, and then we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this one up, okay? Let's go. Come on. Uh, next one here. Um, let's go with uh, body parts, fenders, bumper covers, etc. Are you going to the dealership, or are you going to a, uh, a body shop or a, a body store? I feel like you set that one up for me because you know that my old expertise was body shop and part. I kind of did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You would so, have a lot of information. Right. I'm on not going to nerd out too much on it. I'm trying to keep it quick, but there is a difference when it comes to body uh, body parts that are out there. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you ever get in an accident or a little fender bender or a punch with your car, you want to try to find – it's okay to utilize – OEM and some aftermarket stuff, but the aftermarket stuff, especially when we're talking fenders, front bumpers, hoods, you were looking for something called CAPA, C-A-P-A. Now, CAPA certification on a, on a part tells you that, for one, it's been crash tested, and if it's been crash tested, it means that it's also been scrutinized for fit and uh, fit and finish. So usually what that's going to come into play is you'll have something that's Kappa certified, which means that they usually took a little more time to kind of put it together. They didn't just stamp it and slap it and slap it in a box and send it. They had to actually make sure that it would take a punch at a certain speed rating. Usually they do like 30 and 50 mile per hour impacts, if I remember correctly. Okay. So that, that's the crash rating for those. Now, when it now it's all about availability these days because Kappa certification will eventually fall off for stuff. The Datsun 240Z, to give you an example, or the S30 body is a is a great example of that. So there's a lot of aftermarket fenders that are available, for example, but they don't really give you a Kappa certification for that stuff. It's just a fender. It's just a hood. You know, it's just this piece. So yeah. 
the CAPA certification isn't there. So therefore the quality usually kind of falls off. Now, if you ever get a chance and you need parts, you may not be able to find OEM stuff because it's just not available anymore. Like the supporting market for the Z31 stuff, it's yep. not there. Z32 stuff, it's not there anymore. 350Z is going away. All that 350Z OEM stuff, Nissan ain't stamping that stuff anymore. It's done. You know, they're not trying to fill those orders anymore. So the aftermarket companies, like companies that you want big, like Keystone, it's a, it's a major manufacturer of aftermarket stuff. You hope that they'll do it. But at a certain point, if they're not selling enough, they drop it to the next lowest denominator, which is like Cardone and those guys, and they yeah. start taking it over. So you're hoping that quality is going to be there at some point. And then it kicks out to Primex or third world countries. And then that's why you're getting these fenders that just when you put them on, they're just kind of, the you know, they, they look like they had a stroke. They just don't fit right. <laughs> They sit sideways. So yeah. I, I and I, I didn't mean to nerd out on this, but I tell my my fellow dots and Nissan enthusiasts out there coming from an ex insurance person and an ex body person that was in that world, you always want to try to find if you can an OEM part or if you're going with an aftermarket, give it a chance. The aftermarket stuff is good as long as it's a cap apart or it's a it's a non essential piece. Um, and then if you can't go LKQ. LKQ is basically like kind quality it basically means it's a used part if you can find it grab it um so uh, just a little hit a lesson on on what you're going to see in the world um of parts if you're out there you're trying to restore a project that little tidbit of information is probably going to save you a lot of heartache <clears throat> when you buy parts because and this is something else i'm going to try to make this really quick because i know we're running over on time but i'm going to yeah. give you an example so Front bumper, 300ZX, Z32 to be exact. You buy an aftermarket urethane-ish bumper aftermarket, and it's just – it was the cheapest thing you could find on eBay, 110 mm -hmm. bucks. Call it that. Yeah. Now, I'll also give you an OEM option. Say some guy had it on Facebook Marketplace, but he wants 250 bucks for it. All right. So you have two different price points here. The issue that you're going to run into is you're going to take that cheap – ebay bumper into the the body shop and the body shop is going to say hey this is a cool bumper but it's going to take me 10 hours to make this thing straight enough to where it's going to look halfway decent the oem bumper fits like a glove because it's made to fit that so you have to take those labor hours and calculate that into your equation so your 120 dollar bumper that you bought aftermarket may end up costing you something like 500 dollars just to make it to fit right they've got a pie cut add in a little a little urethane to make it kind of fit and, and reinforce it where they need to where the oem is going to find you Sometimes it takes a little bit of time and a little bit of extra effort and some patience, but always try to find the OEM. Maybe you got to put some wind, uh, windshield time, some dash time in and drive to another region, state, get it done, man. Make some calls, put it out there in the ether. People are going to find you apart, hopefully, as long as it's still available. Just throwing it out there. Nina, who's married to a very, very uh, tedious and one of the probably one of the best uh, painters that I've ever seen, yep. um, at least through pictures. <laughs> Her husband, <laughs> uh, mentioned on here, uh, 10 hours if you're lucky. So just to throw that out there, and they know what they're talking about. They, yep. They're 
their entire livelihood is based off of um, body shop work. And uh, Tony Mariano, uh, which is her husband, uh, excellent painter. He knows exactly what he's talking about. I mean, he lives in Breeze. That, that's his profession. So just to, I'm throwing this out there. Hopefully the reason why we're doing what we're doing today is to go <laughs> out there, save money where you can, but don't cheap out and, and shoot yourself in the foot. And I apologize, Mike, go with, uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I agree with you. I'll be honest with you, man. I love turning the wrench. I ain't spraying panels. I ain't, I'm more of a, I'm more of an engine guy than a body guy. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take your advice when it comes to this stuff. So, uh, I'm down for it, man. That's probably the most I've seen you nerd out on a, uh, on a topic yeah, since we've started. It's, was... a, it's been a year since, and I'm like, wow, that's a whole new side of you. You open up the jar. I'm nerd out pretty hard. So my apologies. No problem yeah. at all, man. Uh, okay, so last one here. Um, just talking about gaskets. Are you going to a dealership? Engine gaskets. Are you going to a dealership or are you going to an auto parts store? This is the last one. Uh, cheapy gaskets. I'm probably going to go to an auto parts store and get it done. If it's head gaskets, something big time. Yep. I'm going OEM, baby. I don't want to. I ain't taking that put. I'm not popping the head off. I so. was thinking the same thing, just like that timing belt. How deep into that engine are you going? Head gaskets, OEM the entire way. I'm gonna now. Side note, I'm gonna add some copper spray to help distribute. You know that that copper liner. Look at you! Check Woo! out green on bread. I'm so proud of you. Hold I would on. do that. Hold on. Check out the big brain on bread. Oh, the copper spray. That's old school mechanic stuff. And that's exactly yep. what I utilize. I utilize it. Yep. For those that don't know, you can you can pick up a copper gasket spray and you can spray it on your copper gaskets or you can spray it on your gaskets. And it really kind of just gives you that it fills in all the gaps and the unevenness of some of these paper gaskets. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I can't uh, talk. Don't put it on rubber. We're just talking about the paper stuff. So just throwing it out there. Maybe your, your, what do they call that head gasket with the metal uh, in it? Like the yeah, Z30 graphite. Or, I think it's, is that what graphite? it is? Come on, O'Reilly, uh, O'Reilly's yeah. soldier. What happened here? I, I, that's what, I think it's, it's a graphite. It's a, like, it's got carbon. It's made to help distribute heat and for durability. And that's why I use it on head gaskets too. Not, not, not only the copper, but graphite too. Cause think about the exhaust gaskets. They are always that high heat kind of graphite type of material, dark gray material. But uh, yeah, there's another, huh? No, go, go. Another go. reason why I use that copper spray though, not only is it for, uh, um, kind of like, like you said, but also it, it helps distribute heat, uh, especially on the head gaskets. So, you know, obviously uh, one of the, you know, it's right there at the combustion chamber. So uh, I use it to help distribute heat though. That's again, yeah, an old trip. My dad's a mechanic, man. That's what I've been doing. Every, every engine build I've done, I've always used copper spray. Uh, <laughs> Look at you. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. That's it. We're done. We're yes, finished. Yes. Yes. So just to recap, there are a few factors that we talked about. I'm just going to name them down here. A lot of, a lot of reasons for decision. One is price. Uh, second thing is uh, uh, whether or not those parts have certifications. That's another decision that you need to make. Uh, that helps you decide these things. Also availability again, factory OEM may not be available. Uh, another consideration is OEM used. And the last one, uh, we didn't really touch on it and we're not going to elaborate, but similar to the whole NGK factory uh, debacle, it's what they call gray market. It's where aftermarket companies actually serve the, uh, the dealer, you know, and they just so happen to also 
distribute through parts stores. That's what they call gray market. You like uh, electrical components. You see this a lot through yes. um, tires for Christ's sakes, yep. you know, like they'll yeah. sign a contract and all of a sudden you got to get that tire for the life of the car. Then they stop making it 10 years in and then you're screwed. And it's like, great. it's like what you say. You're a big fan of CalSonic, right? CalSonic is gray market. CalSonic is deliver. You know, they sell to whoever there is about whatever part, but you know what? They have a contract with Nissan and, uh, for, for, for certain parts. So, yes. So that is well, all back the, all alley those factors, chat. That is back alley chat. All those factors come into place. And also if. You ever take it off any sweet jumps? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what you're using it for. I'm going to throw that in as a little asterisk in there. Um, right. Shout out to Nina. She said, thanks for the shout out. A yeah. shout out, your shout out. But yeah, she needs to put her name of her comp uh, of her husband's company in here. Um, he actually has been doing some amazing uh, work as of late. He's, yeah. uh, you know, uh, if she can put up the name of the, um, I can't, I don't know why I can't think of it right now. Isn't it Retromotive? It is Retromotive. Uh, but I thought it changed, but I could be wrong. It may be, Tell yeah. Tell me, he's going to hit me in the... He's going to hit me in a lower region next time I see him when <laughs> I remember the name of it. But yeah, he makes, I mean, he actually did a, a an amazing, I think it was a BRE helmet that I still want, Retromotive. He yep. still, um, uh, he, he did a BRE helmet uh, that was actually auctioned off at one of the Z-Cons. I absolutely loved it. I wish I would have uh, just grabbed it and stolen and ran off with it. But uh, one of these days, yep. I'm going to have to have him make me something. But yeah, um, an amazing painter. If you get a chance, check out some of his stuff. Um, they're always great to answer any questions, uh, give you some advice and point you in the right direction on your own projects. All so. right. Uh, before we move on, I do definitely want to give some love out to you guys on social media who have been writing in the comments. Uh, from Jest, he says that uh, aftermarket starter an alternator is his way uh good brand bosch or something is always um you know making decisions uh there are some major companies uh, i've seen bosch there um oh shoot there's a number of others that uh are reputable aftermarket so they do exist it depends on make and model so you definitely have uh, some choices that you can make uh just also said oem rotors his choice aftermarket pads oem rotors won't warp as quickly that's a good point um huh. i i don't know if i've had experience with that i've i mean granted i i'm i'm always one track day you'll warp a rotor trust me every day is a track day yeah for me so it doesn't to me i don't know the difference so <laughs> perfect oh yeah oh yeah and uh, Ricky Press did say NissanPartsDeal.com is his go-to for parts. Uh, I bet I believe I've been there before. OEM parts, good deal. Uh, that's uh, the last plug we've got that one. So for those of you online, thank you for contributing. And uh, we're going to go ahead and keep it going here. We're just about done, Miles. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up on the itinerary here, just real quick, uh, we're going to go ahead and just recap events that are happening at yeah, the moment. Real quick. Oh yeah. So, uh, two, we'll start off with two events that we would typically promote. Uh, they have since either they're either over or in process. So first one Z days, that one, uh, was, uh, uh, that one took place two weeks ago. So Brian settled on the team, uh, from, from all reports that I've seen, uh, put on a, a great, great show, uh, at their new, uh, new yeah. uh, blowing rock there, the new resort, so uh, props to that to their team. Definitely, uh, if you're listening in or if, if you were there. Uh, Congratulations for putting on a good event. Yeah, good boys. And good job. Now, now you can relax, too. 
Great job. <laughs> yeah, you got a whole <laughs> out for the next one. Um, uh, what else was coming down the pipeline? Branson. Uh, it was happening actually as in we process. speak. Yeah, it's in process right now. Those guys got a lot going on. We the rumor was we might see something uh, from Nissan uh, coming out there. I'm, I'm I'm interested to see if that actually happens this year over at Branson. It'd be cool if it did. I saw some pictures. A lot of debauchery going on. As <laughs> we've heard and seen through all the years over at Branson. So uh, Josh and the boys over there, they're doing a great job. We had Josh just on um, on our last episode to talk about Branson. So for those that haven't made it out there or didn't get a chance to attend, put it on your bucket list maybe for next year. Or if you say, screw it, you got nothing going on, you just got fired, hey, get your ass to Branson. Go have a good time. Yeah, that's right. You Branson boys out there, I hope you're enjoying your time. For anybody listening to us, uh, have a great time. Drink one for us. Drink two for us. Bird can't fly with one wing. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Next up on the roster, we are talking about Zcon, thirty fourth annual in Colorado Springs, happening August sixteenth through the twenty first. Uh, Miles, I actually put in my time off, my PTO. I put that in today. It is official. I'm going with or without you, Miles. I'm going. How how are you looking about Zcon? <sighs> Well, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you put in your time, but your boss is probably going to fire you. <laughs> big deal. So Even you're going to have lots of free time here in the future. So, yeah, great. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's right. Uh, ZCon Colorado Springs. Looking forward to it. <laughs> no, I already got my time off, man. I'm super excited about it. Um, I think you and I are planning a little road trip. We'll try to go a little live as we go through it. Maybe we'll meet up with some friends and family. Um, maybe we'll couch surf on somebody's couch. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So I'm down. Uh, yeah, we'll have a good time this year. We're going to be um, trying to report live from uh, from ZCon this year. We're going to take some equipment up with us, maybe see if we can get into a little bit of debauchery, and oh, we'll yeah. have a good time while we're out there. So I'm sure nothing bad will happen. <laughs> so what do you got? Moving on. Last one here. So far, again, for those of you who are listening, if you've got an event happening and you're part of the country, Contact us at uh, info at nissannerd.com. We want to promote your event. Again, these ones that we promote are just ones that we know of and have attended and and are are great friends with those who organize uh, these shows. We want to promote your show as well. So that being said, I'll get into the last one here. Going to share with you happening October 8th and 9th. We're talking about Z Nationals happening in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, hosted by Z1 Motorsports. This is actually going to be a big one for them. Of course, they are debuting a grand opening of their new facility. And I think you've got a picture here. That's a, uh, it's a reality, man. If for those who are following Zoo and Motorsports or fans, they are just wrapping up the, the last steps of their construction. So it's going to be a really yeah. good time kind of inaugurating this new uh, addition they have to their building. The building, so it's be- building looks impressive. They're doing a great job with getting it all together. They're keeping um, uh, the fans updated on it. I'm super excited to see them launch this uh, this new facility. So kudos to them. Wow, congratulations! <laughs> Uh, and, and then we can't forget about uh, Road Atlanta track day on Friday. So it's two days back, to, uh, uh, Friday and Saturday back to back. You get a track day on Friday, and then you've got the uh, the car show and and uh, grand opening of their uh, 
of their new facility happening. So that's going to, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm going to try to break away and do that just for the weekend miles. And uh, as we get closer, of course, now we are uh, about four months away. Uh, as we get closer, man, we need you guys to start making some plans for that. Yeah, maybe we'll get away and we'll try to make that event and we'll, uh, we'll go out there and have a good time. So, perfect. Yep. Um. <laughs> uh, so that is events everybody again if you have one in your area that you want to share with us check out our uh, email info at nissannerd.com you can also find us on social media uh, just in- inbox us let us know more and we'll go ahead and reach out to you and we definitely want to help share uh, your events yeah Definitely reach out to us. Let us know if you've got events that are going on, things that are upcoming, even, you know, small shout outs. If you've got something that's out there and you want us to know about it, somebody, somebody's, uh, hell, we'll start doing birthdays. I don't know, something. <laughs> so you let us know. And uh, we're, we're all about some more to the community. It doesn't have to be Z-based. We can we do anything Dots and Nissan Infinity out there. So kudos to everybody for, uh, for coming into the uh, – uh, for coming and visiting us tonight. Um, please subscribe, spread the word, the good word about Nissan nerd. Uh, we love you guys. Couldn't do it without you. So yeah, I think that's going to be, is that a wrap? Oh, now I got one last one miles. I want to go ahead and thank our unofficial sponsors, which was auto light wicks, pick and pull fell pro <laughs> and uh, third world countries. I think we promoted third world countries here for a minute. Third so. world countries we did. Yep. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so. I had to throw that one in there, man. We got to have fun with that. So, uh, yeah, Miles, you want to you wanna, uh, sign us out? Yeah, yeah. Thanks again to everybody. Um, we love you guys. Couldn't do it without you. That is going to be the end of this Nissan Nerd Podcast. And till then, next time we see you, we'll come at you with something fun. We'll have a good time. Love you guys. Come by. Oh, there you go. Where we at? Where we at? Come <laughs> by, everybody. Try out like all yeah. these other crazy sound things that I wanted to play with, but play, I don't know. Man. Do do the one you just did before we did the video. What, what was yeah. that? You talk about the nerd violin? Yeah. Oh man, I got all that. That's my favorite. I got so much crazy stuff. Body bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a Karate Kid reference. I think you tell me about that. What? <laughs> Woo! All right, we'll get out of here, man. We're going to have more fun with that definitely down the line, Miles. But for those who are online, again, thanks for being here. We are gone. We'll see you guys in two weeks. All right.